You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Pelican Brewing presents The Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit with the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about. And some you haven't. How'd you do that? Actually, I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Sprague is brought to you by Pelican Brewing. Born at the beach. All right, Daily Ticker time here on a Tuesday. Brought to you on the fan by Pelican Brewing Company. Born at the beach online at pelicanbrewing.com. Seeing on uh, Get Up right now, they're debating, should the Bears trade Justin Fields and draft Bryce Young with the first overall pick? Why are we not asking that question about the Arizona Cardinals? Uh, well, I think people are. I, just, I think the Cardinals have made it abundantly clear they're not. They're, in fact, going to give him more power this offseason. I saw that. And yeah. let him be part of the GM coach search. So that's a <laughs> smart move. The Bidwell's all in on the Kyler Murray stuff, even after a torn ACL and being five foot eight. Somebody said, I saw a bunch of people quote tweeted that when they had um, saying Kyler Murray's going to have a hand in who the next coach is. And it was who Kyler Murray's going to pick. And it was that guy wearing the mask from the new Call of Duty video game that's kind of gone viral. It's like the guy in the passenger seat looking over. Oh, is that what the, that's from? That's it's from Call of Duty. I, mean, like, I thought oh. it was a Mad Max thing. <laughs> that's who he's gonna. That's who he's gonna pick. Can we go get this guy? <laughs> What's his COD ranking? That's who I want to be my next. You know, coach. I, I forget who it was, but somebody did make a note and said after that story came out, the Cardinals just disintegrated as a team. Yeah, it was a rough year for them. That all started with giving a guy a contract extension because he was, uh, you know, being being a. Uh, uh, troublemaker off the field in terms of deleting things on Instagram. You didn't need to give him a contract extension. You call him a troublemaker? I was trying to think of a phrase. I couldn't think of... I how, old are, how old are you? I don't know. A troublemaker? He was a rebel rouser. I couldn't think of the, the, the right phrase, but they gave him a contract. You didn't need to give him a contract. Uh, joining us now is talk some more NFL is our good friend Brad Spielberger of Pro Football Focus at PFF underscore Brad on Twitter. Go give him a follow there. Brad, I'm going to start with an easy layup, but I'm genuinely curious which game this weekend is most exciting for for you. We got him. You know, I think... Oh, there he is. Okay. Oh, okay. Hello? Sorry, we got you now, Brad. Sorry. Uh, Couldn't hear you for a second. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, you know, uh, I think there are a lot of great matchups this weekend, a lot of games to look forward to, a couple rematches of games in recent week, like the Giants and Vikings, of course, the Bengals uh, and Ravens, though I don't think we're going to see Lamar Jackson this game ultimately. You got the divisional matchup with the Bills and Dolphins, but for me, at the end of the day, it's the Dallas Cowboys going back down to Tampa Bay to play this team that you know Tom Brady's never lost to Dallas. They mm. beat them week one, two years in a row. I genuinely think Mike McCarthy, you know, if they don't win this game or if they lose the game in embarrassing fashion, I do think he might get fired and we could see Sean Payton end up in Dallas after all. So I just think there's a ton of intrigue for that game in Tampa Bay. How Brad, how do you stack up the NFC? The AFC is a is a tough one because of the quarterbacks, but in the NFC there's just a lot of like, well, I don't know if I trust Philly and they haven't been playing as well lately and San Francisco has a third string quarterback and Dallas is inconsistent and Tampa's not very good and Seattle can't be trusted. Like, I don't even know where to begin with how I feel about who wins the NFC right now. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think you covered a bunch of them. You even mentioned, you know, Minnesota, probably not a very good football team either. Uh, the Giants, also probably not a very good football team. So it's 
it's a weird spot. I, I think for that reason, look, as bad as Tampa has played, which no doubt is, is very bad, if they can get center Ryan Jensen back, maybe for the second round or maybe even possibly for this first-round matchup, it is such a big player to bring back for them because they just have had such an issue creating a push in the run game, and he brings this nastiness and edge, you know, made him one of the highest-paid centers for a reason because he, he is the anchor of this run game, and I think it changes everything for them. So, you know, Philly is still the, the best team in the, in the conference. I, I think, you know, getting healthy also with Lane Johnson and a couple other guys, but it is anyone's game in the NFC, no question. It's you know I, I, every year in the NFL playoffs, we love that anybody could win, and there's teams that'll come out of nowhere and be that kind of underdog story. The Bengals, to a certain extent, were that last year. Burrow, you know, first time in the playoffs, they get hot, they win in Kansas City in the AFC title game, and they're a couple plays away from winning a Super Bowl. This year, I feel like we're falling into that same trap where, and, and I know I am. I'm looking at it and saying this is all top heavy. Like who's beating Kansas City or Buffalo or Cincinnati in the AFC? Philly has been a juggernaut all year. The 49ers we've seen win despite you know quarterback plays switching here or there like they're a dominant roster and I'm just having a hard time finding that team that is in the I don't know four five through seven range of the AFC or NFC like who's the team that's going to go on a run is there one in the bottom tier of seeding that you like as maybe a team hey you win your wild card matchup you get hot and you can go on a run yeah you know I do think and it's not under the radar because everyone loves to make them their underdog pick and all that but I will say the Los Angeles Chargers knowing full well you know, everyone's probably going to throw them out there. But another team that is getting healthy at the right time, they did have a couple of injuries last week, but it sounds like Mike Williams should be fine. Sounds like Joey Bosa should be fine. And it sounds like Rashawn Slater, their young left tackle, a star player, will return for the divisional round if they're able to beat Jacksonville. So you go down to Florida on Saturday night. They obviously got blown out by Jacksonville at home earlier this year, but that was right when all of their injuries hit. But for me, it's just if this Chargers team can get an early lead, and then you have Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack pinning their ears back and getting after the quarterback. That is a nightmare for opposing teams. You know, no matter how good you are, how good your offensive line is, that's going to cause problems. The NFL sometimes, Brad, can show us that, like, being hot doesn't matter. I, I, the Lions were a good example of this. They were kind of hot, but nobody talked about them the way they talked about the Packers. They go in there and they beat Green Bay. Right now, I think it, it's kind of irrefutable just in that game specifically. A lot of people would point to the Jags and say, look at the Jags. Jags won the division. They made it. They come back late. They come back and they win, and now here they are. Where would you lean right now, though? Are you are you a Charger lean for that game against Jacksonville? Because Lawrence Herbert, man, that that's a hell of a matchup we got to get, that we get to watch on Saturday. It really is. I know the crazy thing is Patrick Mahomes is the oldest quarterback in the AFC. How crazy is that? So, um, <laughs> so yeah, isn't that nuts? yeah. So, so for that matchup though, I think the big reason why I love the Chargers is, and it played in the last week against Tennessee, is that Jacksonville has a top ten run defense. They're top ten in EPA per play and a couple other metrics against the run, but they're very susceptible against the pass. And so for Tennessee with Josh Dobbs, obviously they're running Derrick Henry who was getting one or two yards on like every single first down. They're behind the chains every time. Credit to Josh Dobbs. He actually managed pretty well to get the first downs and move the chains, you know, starting at second and nine, second and eight. But the Chargers don't run the ball, right? They had the fewest run, rushing attempts in the NFL. Austin Eckler was a different player. They almost kind of used some screens and stuff to him as a substitute for the run game. And you can take advantage of their cornerbacks. They're susceptible. They're susceptible in the slot as well. I think Keenan Allen could have a really big game. Uh, against Trey Herndon, and so I just I don't think it's a good matchup. Again, like I said, I know the ja the Jaguars beat the brakes off them earlier this year, but looking at it now, I, I think it is a favorable matchup for the Chargers 
now they're closer back to full health. Yeah, that was the game, I think, too, right after Herbert cracked all of his ribs. They lost that night in Kansas City, and that roster was a little little banged up going into that one. We're talking with Brad Spielberger of Pro Football Focus, and uh, you can give a follow on Twitter at PFF underscore Brad. You, you mentioned Lamar Jackson a couple of moments ago. Not sure, you know, we don't know what the hell's going on there in Baltimore. I do want to ask you that because it's a, a playoff and a future-related question. You're a cap guy at PFF. I what are they doing here in Baltimore? You know, on the contract stuff, is franchise tagging him the right play? Like, I feel like quarterback contracts are just going to keep going up and up and up, and you can kick this can down the road as long as you want, but somebody eventually is going to be willing to pay Lamar with how desperate we are for quarterbacks. What do you make of the Ravens, how they're handling it? And is there any theory that, you know, the contract stuff is playing into his lack of rushing back onto the field after the injury? Yeah, so it's interesting because it's the Baltimore Ravens. I'll always give them the benefit of the doubt. You could argue the best-run team in the NFL comfortably in the top five. And so, you know, I look at other situations and say, hey, why didn't I extend it to this guy? Like you said, the market's always going to keep going up. All you're doing is getting a higher price tag. But I think they have genuine concerns. Genuine, like, look, he's a great player. He's proving he's a great player by not playing right now, uh, funnily enough. And, you know, they can't score 14 points to save their life in any game. But – I think their thought process to a degree is when we had him on a rookie contract, a cheap rookie contract at that, we were able to spend a ton of money around him. They had the most expensive defense in the NFL for two years during his rookie deal. They obviously brought some other pieces in. They, you know, the offensive line, they got a bunch of big money players. And I think now their concern is if we pay Lamar Jackson, you know, $50 million a year, um, probably fully guaranteed or close to it, which I think is the real holdup. You know, can we still spend enough around him and supplement the talent around him to still win football games? And, you know, his counter, I would argue, is I probably have the worst wide receiver core in the NFL. You've never given me good receivers to work with. You know, Rashad Bateman's a good young player, but he's about it and obviously hurt this year. So as for if he's maybe not rushing back on the field, look, I wouldn't be shocked. And I honestly wouldn't hold it against him. I mean, yes, he's made some money, but like I said, he was on a, you know, 32nd overall pick, has not made as much money as if he was you know, Trevor Lawrence or, you know, something like that. And so, you know, it, it's, it, it wouldn't shock me if it comes out that he kind of, he could have, if he fought through it and, and pushed trainers, say, I want to get back on the field. I want to play that they would have let him, but he didn't do that. Uh, it wouldn't shock me, but I don't know. He seems like a very competitive dude. So mm-hmm. I think it's more likely it's just an injury to the PCL where, look, if Tom Brady injured his PCL, he'd probably play the next week. If a guy like Lamar that needs to run around and, and use his legs, and he's just a tough injury to play through for a guy with his playing style. Uh, Brad, I want to ask you about the number one pick, but I, I kind of want to follow up on that. Do you think we see Lamar traded? Do you think he's in a, a Raven uniform next year? Yeah, I forgot to address that. So I, I, a franchise tag is coming, no question. There's no choice there. Um, and then it becomes, is it going to be a tag and trade situation? I think it's more possible than people probably think. I, I really do. I, I think Miami being out of the conversation now by, you know, giving up all their first-round picks complicates it. I know he's from South Beach. I think, he, you know, there was a lot of people connecting those two teams. But you still, you look at teams like the Jets and, you know, insert team name here that probably would be willing to explore trading for him. I, I, I wouldn't be shocked, I'll tell you. Uh, well, quarterbacks are tough to gauge. I, I saw a thing from you yesterday, and, and correct me if I – maybe I'm confusing you, but I'm pretty sure it was you because uh, <laughs> I knew we had John today – uh, you'd be open to trading Justin Fields. The Bears have the number one pick. It came down to a fourth and 20 play, and they got it. Um, you would trade Justin Fields. You're not sold on him as a franchise guy. You, you'd look at another quarterback in this draft? I, so I did say something to that effect. I, I would I would say it wasn't quite as strong as like I'd be you know, pushing for it. But yeah. I think if you're the Bears, you have to at least be open to exploring the idea. And, and part of it isn't even so much Fields as, 
knowing how bad this team is and how they're probably still a year or two away, it feels his third year next year, and then you're entering, you know, you pick up a fifth-year option, and we're talking about extensions and all those things again, just like we're talking about right now. And so if you could reset that rookie contract window, let's say you fall in love with Bryce Young, you get a guy in a brand-new, fresh deal, you still spend in free agency around him and, and build this new team up around him, I think it's something you have to at least consider. Uh, but at the end of the day, my guess, and I'll be to- I'm a Bears fan, I'll be totally fine with this, is they trade down – and they take, you know, Jalen Carter or Will Anderson or something like that on defense. Um, that's my guess is what will ultimately happen. But I think you have to at least entertain the idea. Hmm. Brad Spielberger, pro football focus, salary cap analyst. Give him a follow on Twitter at PFF underscore Brad. We always love talking NFL with you, Brad. Thanks for the time, man. Enjoy the wildcard games this weekend, and hopefully we can do it again soon. You too. Thank you so much. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.